Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Attention, please. And now... It's Cutter's Rock Cat. Joining us, and I'm, and I'm, I'm stoked because uh, I've been kind of following the, the career and the path of Sleeping With Sirens and Kellen Quinn since. Dude, I'm happy to have you here, and I'm finally uh, able to get you on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Sleeping With first of all, congratulations. Complete Collapse is, is another song that seems to be doing very well. And, and while you've had other songs that have sort of hit the mainstream, it seems like this one is really kind of firing on all cylinders and moving up quickly. Oh, that's awesome. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, well, every once in a while I'm made aware from the team of what songs are doing uh, within rotations and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely see more of a connection at shows because I think that's kind of what our band is, is just kind of used to, the organic growth within um, records being out and people coming to and from concerts. It's just kind of where we see... Um, I guess the growth within the band more right. so than on uh, on air and on radio station stuff. And I was going to actually ask you about that, how that translates for you guys, because you know the thing with in, in this genre that you guys kind of live in, right, has always sort of lived and breathed from the streets almost, as far as word of mouth, fan sharing, social media, all of that. But if you see the translation of uh, when you do have a song that kind of crosses over into that mainstream well, if it's the same correlation live uh, or on social media or whatever as it is for us. Yeah, I guess the only thing I can correlate it to, and it's been weird because I think we've, we've done like some U.S. stuff on this new record, but it was kind of early on before um, we started finding like all these charting situations and stuff with the song but uh so that we've been in australia since and we're on our way to europe uk so i haven't really been able to ah. kind of see uh the growth and stuff in the states yet um from complete collapse but i guess the true testament will be like when we start doing some of these rock festivals yeah. uh later on in the year and the only thing i can can attribute that to was like the last time that kind of happened is when we put out our gossip record and our song legends was kind of like bouncing around. Mm -hmm. Um, we played somewhere in, uh, the middle of America and some lady stopped me and said, you're the guy that sings that legend song. Me and my family love that. We play that in our house all the time. And I was like, Oh damn. Okay. Sick. (laughs) Right. That's a good feeling when you're in the middle of nowhere. Dude, I've said yeah. it. I've said it a million times, though, and, and maybe it's because I'm from Middle America. But um, it always seems to me like when a song or a band or an album or something is going to explode and going to do well, it, it, it tends to bubble here, um, kind of almost out of nowhere, right? Where like, uh, if a song is doing well, you find out about it in some podunk town, or you're at some show or whatever. And all of a sudden, it sells out, or the shows, it, or the songs doing well. It's it's rising up, streaming charts, whatever it is. Um, that seems to be a true testament because when it happens here, it seems to happen everywhere. I mean, anytime we play shows in like our, they call it the B market part of the United States. 
Anytime we play a show there, it's insanely wild just because, like, I don't think a lot of bands, like, like you just said it, like, Bubbles there, but I don't think a lot of artists really come through unless it is, like, a festival or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's, like, mm -hmm. a lot of those smaller markets, like, when you go there, those are, like, the most wild shows we play. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like you're so, almost, it's, it's, it's like that's the one night out for the week. And uh, you don't yeah. have three other venues and three other shows all in the same genre, genre, all fighting for the same people at the same time. That's the yeah. beauty of it as far as I, I think. But. Yeah, I think so. I, it's been a lot of fun, like, being able to kind of explore that. We haven't done that really on, like, this new cycle yet. I mean, obviously, like, with the pandemic and everything, we're kind right. of back to just kind of kicking the doors back in again. Um, but before all of the pandemic stuff happened on our How It Feels to Be Lost record, we were playing some places that we hadn't played in like a long time. And man, like there was like lines around the corner. Like the shows <laughs> were like sold out. Like people were waiting by the bus and like droves, like more than we've seen in a long time. So it's just it's amazing. It's cool to see that like growth there. And there's definitely a testament to going back and playing some of those places. And if a song on the radio is helping that, then cool. Like we'll, we'll come play. We're down. Let's, let's go. You I'm mentioned, it. you mentioned the pandemic in, in the song complete collapse. I, I had seen you mention this previously that this song was sort of written in response to how you were feeling kind of heading into it. And I know everybody dealt with that time frame completely different. For some people, it was a godsend, right? Oh, I got a break. I got to relax. I got to get inside my head and figure myself out. For other people, it was complete depression, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but if this song is sort of based on that realm for you, what were you feeling that made you uh, write down the words for this? Yeah, I think that both those things you just mentioned, whether it be a godsend or depression, is just how people, I think, deal with the way our society works anyways. I think that we're just so normal, like to function on 150 miles per hour all the time. And if you're not being productive, you're not doing enough. And so I think the pandemic like really showed people who they were. Like mm -hmm. you're either, you're either like, fuck dude, I really needed this break because I realized that I'm working way too damn hard. And I guess it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is your family and the importance of the people that you have around you. Or I think people were just severely depressed because they're like, well, this is all I've known is my work and my this and my that. And now I'm just stuck with my innermost thoughts. So I think <laughs> it's kind of like both those things coming to a head. And I guess it was just me observing that from an inner perspective and also from an outer perspective. Just, and I don't even know if those are real words. I might have just made those up. But um, you're a singer. You're a singer. You can. You're allowed. <laughs> introspective view. Uh, and also just like seeing things from the outside you know, in a real time situation of just like, oh shit is really hitting the fan outside, but also things have been shitting the bed inside as well. So like, I think putting those two things together made for not only the song, but just the album in general. Well, the album as a whole then, I mean, how much, I, I, I guess how much of that was the inspiration uh, for your seventh album? With seven records, dude, that's awesome, by the way. It is a lot. It is a lot. Um, <laughs> I think our I think our band, you know, has been going nonstop since our birth. Um, a lot of bands say they have like that first record and it's like the one that they've been making for years and mm -hmm. you have a lifetime to make your first record or whatever. 
my band never started like that. It was kind of like a, we made a couple demos and we got signed to a label and it was just like off to the races. So from day one, our band has either been touring or making albums. And this is like the first time where our band was stuck at home for two years. And I still made music, but kind of just on my own. And then a couple of the songs that I made on my own um, ended up being a part of the Sleeping With Sirens record. Uh, and then everything else was kind of written after in, in an aftermath situation in Nashville and then also in L.A. So, gotcha. um, but I think that it was all just kind of fresh in our minds. Like it was the first time I had seen my band in two years, right. uh, that that trip to Nashville. So because we're all from all over the place. So like we get together in Nashville to rehearse and then we head out on the road. But everybody else lives in their respective areas. So that was the first time I had seen the guys uh, and it's the first time I'd really had been outside my house in two years. So it was a lot of emotional, like interesting dichotomy of all that stuff mixed together, just kind of poured into a studio situation. Um, and the outcome is the record. So, well, it, it, the thing about listening to complete collapse and I listened to it again, uh, just right before we talked, just to have it fresh in my brain, there was something that. I caught on to and that it has a it has a very much straight ahead rock and roll feel to it. Um mm-hmm. maybe more so than other Sleeping with Sirens albums. Uh like take the first song, Tenet, for example, has almost a punk vibe going on. And it just yep. it sort of sets the tone uh for the rest of the record. Was that something that just you know, what's the inspiration for that? Like j- to have a sort I think of, a, I think a huge, sound. I think a huge, I think a huge part of it is Andrew Bayless, who produced a lot of the songs on the record, uh, had kind of like a small studio space and limited gear, and I think that had something to do with it. Um, also, I think that our band was just trying to go back to like square one. I think seeing like. Okay everything that had happened within our career and also just like within the world and stuff. Like, I think all of us were just like, let's go back to the basics. So there's a lot of sprinkling of, and it's kind of a happy accident. Really. It just, we just started messing around with tones and guitars and things like that. And just kind of laughing to ourselves and being like, this sounds like our second record, or this sounds like our first record. And just kind of like embracing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was probably some of the most fun we'd had as a band in a while of just not really having any expectations, but just really just kind of going back to square one and just starting from our roots and building upon that. Um, I think that it's a really good, like follow up record to the, how it feels to be lost album. Cause I think that they kind of coincide. It's almost like an A and B project to me. Oh, in my sure. mind. I see that. Well, there's something um, to be said, man, about, just getting together with your guys and jamming some guitar riffs and seeing what happens. Isn't there? I mean, instead of overthinking it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, I mean, it's supposed to, well, as someone in my life has once said many times that music is supposed to be fun. And I agree with that (laughs) to to the center of it all. It's supposed to be a fun thing. And I think that we had fun making this record. I think we had fun making the how it feels to be lost record too. And I think both those, albums came out of a place of kind of fine. Well, I think how it feels to be lost was more of a hit bottom and come out the other side. Whereas this record is just kind of like 
a different kind of bottom. It was just kind of like a, you're stuck at home. There's nothing else you can do besides really discover yourself and get to the root of all of your, your innermost issues. So I think that that was the biggest godsend for me more so than making like a record or having like time at home was just really getting to the root of like, who are you? What are you underneath this persona that you put on this Kellen Quinn mask that you wear all the time? <laughs> and, um, it's, yeah, I've, I've it's really a mask. Lost, I've lost, like, it's a good looking dude, mask. Lost, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I've like, I've lost like all my ego. Like, and I think that my kids have like a huge part to play in that. Mm-hmm. Like anytime mm-hmm. I'm doing a feature or something at my house, my daughter just makes fun of me ridiculously. Like, and that keeps me humble, but also just you find out what's important, you know, underneath it all. And there used to be a part of me that had like massive FOMO when I saw other bands doing these large scale tours or doing this and that. And you just kind of like take a backseat and go, I've done all that stuff and I've experienced all that stuff and I'm completely content and happy with where my band is and where it decides to go. It's like, I'm stoked on wherever we are at. If it's a 500 cap venue, awesome. If it's a big arena, cool. Like everything is within perspective. Right. It's being living kind of in the moment and uh, being where you are making the best out of every situation. I love that. Uh, you mentioned your daughter making fun of you, dude. I feel that because I, I have a teenage daughter who does that to me all the time. Uh, all the time. She, I, have, I love I, her, but... I'm a musician, yeah. um, but I, I, you know, I do cover shows because that's, <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at. But um, the the kids were with my, uh, my singer and other guitar player have, uh, he has kids the same age. And we went and played this like outdoor... Uh, festival it was like a uh, like a, a cosplay type festival right it wasn't quite okay. it wasn't quite um renaissance fair but it had that feel and uh we're playing it's just the two of us we're doing an acoustic show and uh our daughters were just sitting there that entire time boo you suck <laughs> get off stage where's the magic guy I'm like come on <laughs> that's amazing this is how you guys are gonna eat later shut up gosh dude yeah it really just it's funny to see like the evolution of getting older and trying to hold on to uh to like your youth with like a death firm grip and then your kids are like becoming the age that you used to be where you used to make fun of your parents and they're doing Uh it to you now and you're just like dude how did this happen and how did it happen so quickly there was like there's just like a quick swift turn and now all of a sudden i'm a dork or like a loser <laughs> to, my, to my kids, you know? They do have a way of knocking that ego right off you. That's for sure. You were yes. absolutely correct yes. in that. Um, you mentioned uh, working, uh, uh, doing doing features. Now there's, there's what, four or five on this album? One, two, three, four. Um, what is it about working with features? Because, I mean, you've, you've done a lot. Like, you, your voice shows up on a lot of other people's stuff. And then, you know, you've got this new album, Spencer from... Uh, under oath, you've Dorothy's on it, Charlotte Sands. Yep. You know, working with features seems to be something that pops up a lot within this world. What is it about that? Like, where is that just something that kind of gets you out of your comfort zone? Is it something that's just fun to do? And and uh, when it happens, it happens. 
I prefer to be the feature on other people's stuff rather than give parts away because I'm pretty selfish when it comes to like my vocal stuff. Sure. But for this for this record, it was it was a nice removal of of that to where I think Spencer was like the first one that I had reached out to, mm-hmm. and he really elevated that track for me and the bands like being a part of it and like really made process what it is because like I didn't even know if that song was gonna make the record until he put his verse and like the breakdown and the bridge section on there. Um, and then after he did his part and I was just extremely happy with it, I thought, well, let's, let's give some other parts away and let's not be so precious over the things that you do. And like, let's, let's make this like a moment. Um, and it was nice to be able to collaborate with other artists. I think that that's where I'm like, pushing towards more within my myself and creating music is collaboration. It just so happens that anytime I go to write with somebody, they just, they would like me to sing my parts on it. You know, but it's just kind of like one of those things. Uh, so there are a lot of features that I do, but I love like, that's my, that's my safe space is like being in a room with someone and writing music, you know, that's like yeah. where I shine and have the, the most fun. Well, there's been some great songs involved. Okay, so when you're like, okay, take this album, for example. You mentioned Crosses with Under Oath, but like the song with Dorothy as an example. Do you have that in your head? Like when you guys are working on those songs, hey, you know what would sound really cool on this is if uh, Charlotte sang on this or if Dorothy sang on this or, you know, whatever. Uh, Yeah, I think that it's either a forethought or an afterthought, but like with a song like Us, it just has that kind of sound where I feel like Dorothy's voice like really lends to the sound of the Mm -hmm. song. Um, And, you know, even with like, let you down, like that song is more of like a pop driven song. And so Charlotte sounds amazing on that song. I think it's just finding like the right person to involve within the, like the song that you're doing, you know, like if I were to put Dorothy on a song, like let you down, it probably wouldn't sound right, (laughs) but it works for like us, you know? So it's cool to be able to like, find different I mean the voice is like the most unique thing that stands out within within music and so being able to find different vocal styles and ranges and things like that is is always very interesting to me absolutely well yeah you would have turned that song from a pop sounding song into a dark brooding blues song it would have been all right yes yeah. <laughs> uh, this could also be true <laughs> Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens what do you uh what do you guys have okay you're so you're overseas now and I know you're doing festivals here, I, some of the May ones, some of the summer ones as well. Um, I, I didn't see, are there, are there other tour dates that I'm just not looking at at the moment? Uh, there's there's a bunch being like passed around, but not like gotcha. officially announced yet. So, Gotcha. Well, we look forward to it, man. There'll be plenty of opportunities to see Sleeping With Sirens live in 2023. It definitely feels like. Uh, and Complete Collapse is, dude, well done. I think it's a good record, man. It's a fun record to listen to. Thank you. Yeah, come hang out. Always. You got it, my <laughs> friend. Thank you for the time, and uh, good luck with the house renovations. Ah, oh, thank you. Cutter's Rockcast. Don't forget to tune in. Exactly. 